Hello and welcome back to a final edition of the Warriors All-82 regular season version of the podcast, at least. Tim Kawakami has joined me. It is uh, an expected Warriors win. Really, the entire NBA regular season, you know, final day slate kind of went chalk, really. Uh, Everything that was expected league-wide happened, which meant it's going to be Warriors Nuggets 3-6. Mavericks Jazz will be the 4-5 Warriors on the Memphis side of the bracket. I have been a proponent that this is the best route for the Warriors. We will see uh, long term, but I think this was a, a good week for them because they played well to get the three, which is always kind of a good mojo, I guess. And also, I just I I like these matchups for the Warriors. Yeah, I think Denver's probably the weakest of the non-playing teams, you know, with their injuries, and, and I think Shams' reporting seems pretty clear that. Uh, Murray and and um, which McCoy can't blank it out on Porter, Michael yeah, Porter. Porter both are going to you know not gonna, certainly not going to play in the first round, and without them it's basically just Jokic right or or a whole lot of Monty Morris and Austin Rivers and Will Aaron Paul. Gordon yeah I mean Jeff it's a whole Green. lot of that your guy Jeff Green's in this series my guy Jeff Green and Jamichael Green right they got all yep the yep they do uh, it's a lot of guys that theoretically shouldn't hurt the Warriors Jokic certainly could. Monty Morris, we saw hit the three to beat him in that comeback. But that that game, even though the Warriors lost it, had me thinking the Warriors can beat the Nuggets in a playoff series because that was without Draymond. I think that was out without Clay also, right? And Which one? They won the big comeback. Uh, the, 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 well, the where, where the Nuggets home. beat yeah. him? I yeah, think, with Monty I Morris. Think Clay might have been in that game. I but yeah, I don't. Yeah, they were certainly without Draymond. They they controlled them. You know, Jokic was fine, but not great. Uh, and the Warriors just played terribly to give up the lead. But the getting that lead, I thought, was like they just were the better team, uh, you know, especially without Jamal Murray. Uh, and it just there's just there's something that that Denver lacks. And you know, they got a great player, possible two, two max players second. that are yeah. injured. I yep, mean, exactly. there's a reason this guy is probably going to win his second MVP, even though they're the six. Like his supporting cast is not very good, yep, yep. and and that's just the, the reality. And like as you said, like Jokic is going to hurt them. Of course, he's probably going to average you know thirty one, fourteen and twelve in the series, uh, and they would probably be just fine with that if you know, particularly if it means a four one or a four two or something like that. Yeah. I think you know that I, I believe they're going to start the series with Looney in the starting lineup and, and, and Looney kind of allowed to play somewhat in isolation. You know, maybe they'll have some late double teams. Draymond is going to get a heavy dose. I mean, a very uh, notable part of the season series, which is three, one Denver is zero Draymond green. He, he missed all four games. Mm, yeah. uh, and, you know, I went back and I, I'll have a big preview up, you know, probably by the morning, but he, faced last season you know you you can go look at the clips every time Draymond Green played against Jokic they let Draymond Green operate one-on-one now I found 10 isolation clips Jokic scores six times a lot of times on challenging shots Draymond gets four stops but they're allowed to not uh you know really double and if you don't double Jokic you can't do the whole like pick you apart type thing uh and and they just don't have that much dynamic players they don't, yeah they don't have yeah. creators obviously they're two creators or or you know or hurt but you know i go back to the one of the final games of last season when the warriors were on that 15 and 5 run and they played the nuggets and they had a win and that's what i think all the guys were there right i think it was everybody was there Jokic was finishing up a yeah MVP season well you want to know what's sad about that night what that's the night jamal murray towards acl is it okay there yeah. you go yeah 
Um, but uh, you know, the Warriors were better than them, you know, and obviously that's a terrible thing to have happened. Jamal it was Murray. very late in the game. They yeah, were, yeah. But you know, this is you know, Nuggets team that played pretty well in playoffs even without Jamal Murray, and the Warriors were better than them. And Draymond, I think I remember, like Draymond just like just took it to to Jokic, uh, who is still a great player, and I'm sure still got stats. But I just thought they were better. And I think they're better. And the other thing, when I really break it down, I, you know, the Jazz, we know, are stumbling. We know that they have their issues. We know that the Warriors love going against Gobert. Sometimes they get him in that pick and roll because he's just a drop coverage and they get wide open shots. Still playing in, in Salt Lake City is not the easiest thing in the world. Like if, if there's a game or two that you might lose just because of the energy of the crowd, it's Salt Lake City, not Denver. You've been in Denver. That's not the same kind of crowd. Um, if the Warriors go up 2-0, take care of the business, and, you know, they have a very good home record. I don't know that Chase is an intimidating place, but, it, you know, certainly the team is. And, it's been good and, lately. I've actually been, been good. yeah, impressed lately. And so they go up 2-0 like they should. You know, I, I don't think there's going to be this wave of energy coming out of, out of Denver like you would almost certainly get in Utah under any condition. Warriors have won in Utah. It's not like it's the, impossible to win there, but I just have the feeling that, that Denver's the, the situation that they might get the sweep. I don't think they get the, necessarily get the sweep in Utah, and, and the sweep would be huge. Anytime they can shorten a series, given the injury situation. Now, we can talk about you know Kerr being blurry about Curry uh, availability for game one and, and what that means, But and I do think the Warriors would have much preferred a Sunday start than a Saturday start, but they're getting Saturday uh, just to give Curry another day. Like, say you know they scrimmage on Wednesday – and he's a little sore. Do they do another scrimmage on Friday? They can't because he's he's got to get, you know, game one's on Saturday. So that that's a little bit like, you know, I mean, here or there. But I just feel like Denver is the comfortable matchup for them. It, it, it is something, so a team they should be, certainly when you start games one and two at home, and, and maybe they get this over quickly, and, and they are going to want to end these series as quickly as they can. Yeah, I mean, look, Curry's availability is the story of the next week. Um, you know, Steve Kerr basically, you know, indicated that they're planning to inject him into practice this week as expected, and and it will be kind of a, you know, how he feels on a day-to-day basis. He said that this thing's probably going to get taken down to the wire, even if by Wednesday or Thursday they're sitting there thinking like, oh, yeah. He, you know, he should be good by Saturday night. They're not going to announce that, right? No, no. So, uh, especially, I mean, for gamesmanship purposes, also for just, you know, setback purposes, we know how they've operated with injuries. I mean, even with Clay Thompson, when we knew his return date, like, you know, 10 days in advance, it felt like they didn't even allow it to be official until Clay said something like, you know, 18 hours before basically he played. Um, so, Here's the good. Can they, should they win game one without Steph Curry? Should they, if they're cautious, are they going to win game one for sure? Uh, not for sure. No, no way for sure. I mean, we've seen them in the, the, there's not a playoff team out there that I'm for sure they're winning any game, you know, without Steph Curry. Now, I bet, I mean, just think about the Vegas line though, that, that, you know, what would it be? I bet it'd be like Warriors by, th- by three or something, something very close if there's no Steph Curry. If there is Steph Curry, maybe it's like six and a half or something. And that's a big swing. Yeah, and, and you know, and then it would all go on Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, who obviously we can talk about Clay was has finished the regular season fantastically. Here's the question though: Okay, if, if Looney's playing Jokic, and certainly would seem to like you know that's where they're going to start. Does Poole come out of the starting lineup? So I mean, this will be a big question this week. <laughs> um, if I, if Curry if Curry's playing, if Curry's not playing, Curry's the only options are 
yeah, well, I guess one of the options is you just go small right away and it's Draymond on him and you keep Looney as like, you know, foul of trouble and, and a second wave of defense. But my guess is, and we both know how Kerr operates, is he'll want Looney game one, quarter one to at least like get out there and, you know, just, uh, you know, you, you don't want Jokic feeling Draymond's ferocity, I think, like right away, right? That's just something. And you don't necessarily want to play Draymond 35 minutes every yeah. single game. Yeah, so, so we're both play. assuming Looney starts, which means, you know, if Curry is there, then your other two options are going to be uh, Jordan Poole to the bench or Andrew Wiggins to the bench. Um, I could, I would guess he'd nudge Poole to the bench and say, like, look, you're, there's going to be plenty of three guard lineups. You're going to get 35 minutes. This is a playoff game. So, you know, all the major guys, you could play an eight man rotation and all the major guys can get 30 minutes, even if you're coming off the bench. And that just allows Wiggins to stay in a comfortable spot. It gives Kerr, as we both know, he prefers like this idea of a defensive identity to start. You know, you get Wiggins out there, you know, guarding the perimeter. Uh, and then Jordan Poole enters five minutes into the game because Steph Curry's on a minutes restriction, anyways, or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Hey, there's some outs there, but yeah, I do think it's going to be. Kerr will not also, you know, we can decide what it would do manually to pull at this point to put him in the, you know, as a backup. But I think he would understand as a younger player more than Wiggins would. You might lose Wiggins if you do that. You really might. Uh, and you kind of need Wiggins, maybe not for this series, but you're going to need him for future series. And you want him and you need that defense. He's a guy who you can, you know, his defense hasn't been great in the second half of the season, but it's better than anybody else they have on the wing. And, you know, you're going to want him to be able to play John Morant or, you know, all these other players that they might have to see in the playoffs. So it would probably be pull you right. He would come right in and possibly, you know, maybe Steph doesn't start in game one. Right. I mean, there's ways around this for Kerr, but um, I would imagine, you know, Clay comes out in the six minutes, you know, five minute mark and pulls in. And then when Clay comes back in, Wiggins goes out and then it's Steph. Wiggins, Steph, Clay, and Poole. And, and I do think Kerr is leaning heavily that way. And then we'll see. And, you know, if Wiggins plays great, he earns minutes. And if he doesn't play great, maybe down, you know, down the road in a tough series, Kerr goes with, I mean, with best five. And maybe the best five is Poole over Wiggins. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but I don't think they need to start out that way. I, I think they would start out if Curry's playing and starting, like you said, with Poole being the sixth man, the true sixth man who may end up playing 33 minutes anyway. Yeah, uh, they their their one win against Denver this season actually came on the same night James Wiseman debuted in, in Stockton. You remember that night? Um, it was. I remember, you were in Stockton. Yeah, they, they had done two. It was when they had the two Denver games because one of them was the makeup game. The first one they had just sent the you know the B squad basically didn't bring anybody any of their main guys to Denver. Then the second time around they brought you know everyone who was healthy, which did not include Draymond Green. Actually, he was on the sideline during that game. Um, but they closed with the three-guard lineup, Kerr, Poole, and Curry. And if you remember Denver, and, and, and this is, as we talk about the different coaching tactical decisions that could go into the series, two games are very interesting. The one I'm talking about, the Warriors closed with the three guards. Malone doubled Curry a bunch. And remember, Poole hit the two big late threes to seal it because Denver just doubled Steph at half court and gave it. Jordan will wide open threes. And, and to me, that is the likely closing lineup. You know, Andre Aguadal on certain nights is, is going to be in it, and, and maybe he'll lean defense if Poole's having a bad night. But I do think we could starters, sometimes there's a pecking order thing, there's a veteran type stuff, but closing lineups, as we both know, is more important than anything. I think Jordan Poole 
yeah. on most playoff nights will be in the closing lineup. And that's when you could see Wiggins watching from the sidelines. I agree. I agree with that. You know, Wiggins or, well, it's not the clay. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be Wiggins in, in that in that alignment. And I think Paul's closing just because, you know, what you say, they're not going to be double teaming stuff anymore. And I, not the same way. They're not going to leave Jordan Poole open and they can't leave play open. So that helps them in a lot of ways, and they can try to fake it on defense. They don't like trying to fake it on defense. They like to think defense, but their best group is those with, with those three on the floor. And, I, you know, it just spreads. It balances the floor. It gets Steph, gonna, you know, it presumably is going to get him shots. And at least in the first round, they, they can do that, right? You can just outscore Denver and not think that Monty Morris is going to go for 30 to beat you. Uh, next round, you know, they might have to recalculate, but I, you know, I, I do think they're going to lean offense much more. They're going to, you know, Jordan Poole is one of their best players, uh, and you don't want to limit him in where he, when he's effective is when he's getting the ball, when he's on the court, touching the ball and getting to the rim and shooting threes and making plays for other people. If it, if it breaks down, if he has too many turnovers, like the couple of the ones he had tonight, which he tends to do, falls down and hands the ball right to the other team. Then they might have to do some adjusting, but yeah, I think they're counting on Poole being an offensive force, and for him to be offensive force, he's got to play a ton, and he's going to close games. But I mean, opponents. You ask the opponent, who do you want to see on the floor? Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole at the end? They who do you want to see rising up for that wing three with the game on the line? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go back to the play-in game last year against Memphis. Remember those? Yeah, you know, yep. tense moments. Who was missing? Who was making? Um, the other tactical decision i'd like to note and i'm going to note my preview story to remember is the we you talked about the comeback at home which was that collapse one of two straight for the warriors remember what mike malone did in in a key moment hack oh, Kavon, hack looney. looney hack looney yeah hack that's right. and looney. it worked and it worked i mean it, 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 it slowed the, the warriors it slowed the warriors down too right it just kind of broke up their their rhythm and he went two got, of six yep yep and it was early, right? I mean, it has to be early. It can't obviously can't be in the last two minutes, but it was like with a, like eight minutes to go in the quarter, I think. Like they got into the bonus real fast, and Looney was shooting free. They just kind of stopped everything, and they got a few players they could hack too. It's not just Looney. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Draymond, you could theoretically, yeah. you know, Wiggins for sure. I think Wiggins is going to. Get wow, hacked. yeah, yeah, He's that's going to get hacked. That's right. something that Malone, especially, you know, you talk about trying to take guys out of the series mentally. You try to do that to Wiggins early, and if it does work, like, you know, you that could really alter things. And that's generally the point is on this is like, you know, Denver enters as the shorthanded team. Denver enters as the more desperate team. And, and you could see it in that game, but Mike Malone's going to coach, I think somewhat creatively at times. And and that's the type of stuff uh, I think that will be tried. Uh, So that's something. I don't think there's a question that Wiggins is going to get hacked by multiple teams. If they keep going, why wouldn't you? I mean, you want to give up a Steph three, a Clay three, a Pool three, or Hack Wiggins and see him go to the free throw line? Pretty easy equation there, right? I mean, if, especially if the Warriors are going and it's, you know, it stops them. You know, it, it just, it, it, they love the rhythm. They love the ball moving all over the place and they got to stop and they got to fret about Wiggins at the line. And then just the, just the angst of seeing him at the line and clanking. That, that's a good point. And I, I would, I would, foul him over Looney at this point. I mean, they're both likely targets, but I think if you want, you know, you want to see somebody really get messed up by that, it might, it might be Andrew Wiggins. 
You mentioned Clay Thompson uh, and the way he's playing going into the playoffs. Uh, four of his last six games, he's gone for 30 plus, you know, 33 plus. So he went for 37 on 14 and 26, 36 on 14 and 28, 33 on 12 and 22. And then in the finale to really clinch the three seed. I mean, there was somewhat, you know, I guess like uh, you know, tense moments as a few times it looked like they were you know, letting New Orleans back in the game, but um, he went for 41 on 16 and 29. This is as good as he's looked. It's not even just, yeah, the shots are going. Uh, he just, he's bouncing around more, I think, out there. He's he's coming off screens better, and he, you could just tell he feels better. And, you know, that's a very good sign for a Warriors team that you don't know how Steph Curry's going to look, but the fact that Klay Thompson looks as good as and as consistent as we've seen is a very good sign. Absolutely. You know, and he's starting it with the mid range. It feels like, I mean, I'm sure he, he would take the threes. He, I think he hit a three early tonight, but it just seems like he's getting going because he's getting a dribble and hitting the mid range. And then that just gets him feeling like the ball is going to go in. And then when Clay feels like the ball's going in and he's going to, he's going to be chucking them. And if he's going to be making a 50, what, 51% of whatever he is over the last three games, uh, from three, it, it, it is uh, it, it's very powerful, and it's very powerful going into playoffs. It's very powerful for opponents to be looking at that, looking at that tape, and trying to figure out how they stop this. It, it's going to put so much pressure on teams. And we've talked about it. Just him shooting, even when it was missing, it puts a little difference because the Warriors have so many other players who won't shoot the open shot. Uh, now that he's making them. And then you have pool and you have, you know, clearly, you know, you add Curry and we don't know how that's all going to work because it really, we haven't seen too much of it, but it could be any one of them could get you. And that is, uh, you know, when they had Curry and Clay and Durant, it was just like, one of them's going to get you this game. You know, like they're not sure which one, but one of them is going to get you this game. They have something, you know, Pool is not Kevin Durant and Steph's, you know, not shooting at the same percentage and Clay's coming back from here. So you know, it's all different, but very few teams have three guys who can win a playoff game for you offensively. And, and, and you know, we just said Denver has won and it's not even shooting the three, although we know Jokic is pretty good at it. It's just not that same kind of offensive play. The Warriors have three guys who could just go for 22 and a quarter and turn you know, a two point game into a 15 point game. They got three of them. Uh, and that is. They've won a lot of playoff games doing that. I've watched them win a lot of playoff games, just kind of rotating around three devastating offensive players. And uh, they needed Clay to be doing this. And I think, you know, I mean, Marcus, I mean, you and I, Marcus, were just talking off air saying, I think they need Clay to win one of these games. And they need Clay to win one game of series. They're going to need this out of Clay at least one game of series. And maybe he's going to give it to him more than that. <laughs> it's feeling like he's going to give him maybe two of these games of series. And, and that would be gigantic. But that's how they get the shot against Memphis. Because I think Memphis is a better team. It's proven they were a better team this season. But you get in there with guys who can go for 38 in game six. And maybe two of them. And maybe three of them. Not all going for 38, but but being that kind of threat. Uh, and that's where the Warriors are. They, they got the, they've got that threat to go take anybody in any game. Yeah, first round of the West playoffs are going to be uh... – you know, pretty interesting across the league. You have, uh, you know, now you have a four or five where Utah's facing a Dallas team that you, Luka Doncic's status is completely up in the air because he strains his calf and with like two quarters to go in the season. That's a bad injury, Slater. I can tell you that. Yeah, bad yeah, yeah. If he, if he's still moving like Tim Kawakami, <laughs> you know, 
two weeks post injury, uh, they might be on vacation. So, um, you know, in the two seven, you know, Memphis is obviously on the Warriors side of the bracket, but you know, this Clippers Timberwolves playing game, yep. uh, you know, Paul George is back, Norman Powell's back. If the Clippers go into Minnesota and win that game, you got Ty Lue in a playoff series, very proven against Taylor Jenkins, who's a coach of the year candidate, but has never been. Well, he's been in one playoff series, they lost 4 1 to Utah last year, but it's just. You know, it's it's, it's going to be good drama. I think the first round of of the West playoffs, but better than I probably would have guessed a, a week or so ago. Um, last thing I want to talk about, particularly on this matchup, uh, while the Nuggets do not have the big name offensive players beyond Jokic, uh, as you mentioned, they do have guys that that, that can get hot. Uh, and Steve Kerr post game tonight is talking about, you know, over the next week they're going to make sure he needs to talk to, you know his team about knowing the personnel and know which guys to close out on and which guys not to the way Denver. Yeah. Not to leave. (laughs) Yeah. The way Denver, I think stays in this series is their, you know, fringe guys have really good nights from three. Uh, And especially if Jokic is playing so well that you do have to at least like half double him at times. Cause you do have Monty Morris, who is, 39% 39% a three-point shooter on 314 attempts this year. Obviously, he hit the game winner when Steph had the silly double. We all remember that. Uh, Bones Highland, the rookie, has mm-hmm. been super hot in the second half of the season. He's a 37% three-point shooter, but streaky, right? You know, he, he, he could have a game. We, we mentioned Clay Thompson winning a game. A guy like Bones Highland could yep. score 30, especially in a game in Denver and win a game. And then uh, a name you know well, a name many Warriors fans know well. He plays well against him. Will Barton. Uh, he, the, I'm not, I would say he's a likely to go win the game for Denver in this series, just knowing his history against the Warriors. You know, he's 36% on a 430 attempts this season. That's how Denver, you know, takes a game or two, makes it a series, gets everything, you know, a lot more tense, wins one of these first two in, in, uh, Chase Center, and then it gets a lot more. Uh, compelling, I think. Yeah, you're right, and and I will say, you know, whatever the stats say, it still befuddles me that the Warriors are what still number three defensive efficiency team in the league after what we've watched since January for sure, and even going into January, I think you and I were saying, how are they ranked that high defensively? Then you know maybe they've played some good defense, but recently it hasn't looked that great. That's for sure. I and mean, I think they're like 17th since January, something like that. Whatever they're 13th since January, whatever the number is. Uh, I think they're a little more susceptible to guys like Bones Highland and, you know, and they've always been hit by Will Barton. They've never been hit in, in a meaningful way, like to lose a playoff game. And that's, you know, when they were winning championships is like, you just, those guys didn't get them. Superstars could get them. KD could get them. You know, LeBron certainly could get them. Kyrie could get them, but those are superstars. They're going to get anybody. Sometimes you just can't stop that. You can limit it. But you can't stop it. Uh, they didn't get let the other guys get them. And I, you know, it's possible that I, that that could happen to them. They could get a Bones Highland go on off on them. I'm Austin Rivers, you know, Will Barton, whoever. I like, I think they're a little more susceptible to that just because they just have fewer great defensive two way options. They have it's, no two way options. They have, to me, know, it's a lot less likely if Looney and Draymond hold up decently enough against Jokic, don't get in foul trouble. Don't just get, you know, 35 easily poured on their heads to where, you know, they're calling timeouts to change up coverages and like, look, we're going to have to double a little bit more. We're going to have to move some stuff around because then, you know, you get the open threes, you get the kick out and like, you know, drive by closeouts. And then that's when I think it gets 
you know, uh, that that's also why I think they're going to probably start Wiggins and Looney, right? To yeah. try to slow yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah, and then GP2 will be getting in there. There's no yeah. question. And he's a weapon. He's a weapon of playoffs. Iguodala. Iguodala. Like, they do have options. They're not as good as the options they had several years ago. Uh, but nobody's had, you know, Iguodala in his prime. Duran is prime. Livingston is prime. You know, Clay in his prime. That, that was unbelievable, the amount of people they could throw. Great defenders they could throw at teams. Um, so I think, you know, it's enough to beat Denver. I'm, you know, more thinking ahead, you know, at some point, you know, Jordan Poole is going to get in a spot where Bone is going to just run people at him and what happens or run people at Bielitsa and what happens, run people at clay at times and what happens. Uh, they have not really, you haven't really been able this to This isn't it. really the team that can do it as right. much as like individually attack mismatches. Yep. Everything they do has to mostly run through Jokic, yep. which is, you know, it's effective, but it's just, to me, it doesn't pick it the Warriors' weaknesses as much as, as other teams. I agree. Against. Totally agree. You know, different. Michael Porter's out there, entirely different conversation. Jamal Murray's out there, entirely different conversation, but they're not. Uh, and, you know, it just is just just to see you know phones highlighting in, even in a losing game goes for 27 then you go whoa like that's something to think about for later you know in, in the playoffs like there then desmond bain what's he going to do or you know devin booker what's he going to do then those sorts of things i think matter when you're you know trying to win a championship and i do think they are more vulnerable to it but again it would probably won't be well they just got to win the first two games this is a classic curve win the first two games take control of the series and, you know, maybe you kick one back in the middle, but just kind of search your dominance early, be a great home team and then get to the next round. And, and then, then, then they'll probably likely be playing one and two on the road. If they're certainly, if they're playing Memphis, but get yourself going, you know, don't funk, you know, funk around and just, you know, like they did in third quarter tonight. And again, a lot of guys weren't playing, but that was a sloppy third quarter. I just thought that was kind of a bad sign where, it just it didn't mean much, but it should have meant more to you than it meant to New Orleans. It did mean more to you than New Orleans. Get that third seed. And they just kind of just, you know, lollygagged around and played terrible defense and got whomped and, and, and brought New Orleans back into it when New Orleans really didn't seem that interested in getting back into it. So we'll see. Again, again Denver's a good draw, uh, but we'll be able to see some things. And, you know, should they mess around and, and lose one of the first two games, then it's a real series. Yeah, Saturday night, ABC, uh, 5.30 p.m. local. It, uh, you know, Steph Curry's status will probably be up in the air till at least Friday would be my guess at the, at the earliest. Um, even if he does come back, how does he look? How do the rotations look? I think that's the one if you're Denver to go try to steal. And yep. so, I mean, that's, that's game the setup for the Game one's always the best one to steal. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a team that's rocket chipping to the, to the NBA finals, you don't mess that up. You certainly don't mess it up in the, in, in game one of the first round. So, uh, but yeah, first, first playoff game at Chase center. Well, you know, last year's playing sort of felt like a playoff game, but they do not officially count that as a playoff game. Uh, I, I'm going to be interested to see what the, the energy level is, you know, crowd, does it get there early? Does it stay? Uh, is it sitting down for the third start of third quarter? Um, you know, it will be very curious to see how this works uh, for the Warriors. I'm sure they're very curious about it. And, uh, you know, off we go. I haven't had one for a while, Slater. I haven't had one of these for a while. So uh, it's the way we used to be. It's the way we launched the Athletic Bay Area. And so let's get a little bit of that energy back. 
Well, this was the first uh, little mini preview pod, you know, coming right right after the game. We'll have a bigger one Wednesday with Marcus uh, after we probably get a few practices in and, and, and could talk to them a bit, maybe get a little bit more indication on Steph Curry's activity level and uh, just dig into the matchup more maybe. And I believe the Wolves Clippers playing games Tuesday night. Not, not that that directly affects the Warriors, yep. but at least – there's it ain't just the war. There's gonna be some good playoff basketball uh, right I, away. I, I, I completely go look if Brooklyn wins the playing game, they're playing the Celtics. That's a, yeah, that's a pretty good one. I completely forgot about that one. I was just saying the Warriors would be the prime team on Sunday. And and we all know that they're pointing to that Saturday evening slot now is essentially parallel to a Sunday slot. It used to be all Sunday, but like the Lakers, I cover the Lakers, the Lakers are always on Sunday. It did not even matter what else happened. The Lakers were on Sunday. But Brooklyn versus Celtics, if that's the series, yeah, I can see that getting over the Warriors versus the Nuggets. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to watch that series for sure. Yeah, I mean the Nuggets don't even have uh, a local TV deal right now. So, <laughs> um, uh, all right, well we would not the Nets get. They got an MVP. Real. They got an MVP. They do probably two time by you know, I don't know. names and Michael Malone. I like Michael Malone was he was good assistant coach. Yep. All right, we will talk to you Wednesday on a bigger.